Welcome back, everyone, to the Cervantes Podcast. Joining me today is my bro, Ardi Mabaka. We go way back, like elementary school days. Um, Ardi is an environmental studies major and a former member of the wrestling team, current member of the Outdoors Club and French Club at Washington and Lee University in Lexington, Virginia. Ardi is also biracial. His mom is white and his dad is black. I wanted to discuss with Ardi today his experience being of mixed race, but still identifying as a black man and the history of mixed race people, specifically in the United States. On June 12, 1967, the Supreme Court issued its Loving v. Virginia decision, which struck down laws that banned interracial marriages as un unconstitutional. This court case was surrounding a couple in the state of Virginia, Richard and Mildred Loving, Richard being a white man and Mildred being a Black Native American woman who wanted to get married. Under Virginia laws, however, Richard could not marry Mildred, so the two of them traveled to Washington, D.C., where they could be married, but when they returned home, they were arrested. 1967 was only about 54 years ago. That is not that long ago. So it makes sense why some people can be so hung up on interracial relationships and the dilemma many mixed children face in their identity, even today in 2021. So Artie, how are you? How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, I wanted to speak to you about, you know, like your experience being mixed, you know, black and white. Was it challenging at all? Like, how was that for you? I know that's like a big question. <laughs> No, yeah. Um, I mean, definitely growing up, I really wasn't aware of it because my growing up, so my mom's white, my older brother is black and darker skinned than I am. And then eventually when my mom and my stepdad, he's Hispanic. So having all sorts of different uh, races, skin colors in the house kind of desensitized me to noticing any difference um, or it was like only associating any attributes or stereotypes because those were just people in my house that I loved. And so I didn't see any difference between anybody else. And so that often on the playground would lead to me mixed, like just hanging out with a lot of different like kids of multiple races. So a lot of diversity. Right. And I think it's, an, I think that's cool that like, even as a young kid, like you, you grew up with a lot of different people in your house. So like to you, it's normal that a lot like a lot of people in this world don't look the same one two at school instead of feeling instead of you feeling left out you made like you know what i'm gonna <laughs> get my group of people whether they're black white hispanic asian whatever and just i'm gonna be friends now if other people have a problem with with who i am then that's their problem so i, I like how even like you were so young but like you felt the necessity to do that i think that's really important how did you um how did your mom make sure that you stayed connected to your black culture? Uh, she honestly would just talk to me and tell me a lot about my dad um, because she was a Peace Corps volunteer and she spent nine years in Africa. Um, and so she'd tell me all sorts of hunting and fishing and crazy sorts of adventures and whatnot um, about him that really kind of gave me a sense of my own like personal black culture in that it's more really Gabonese culture, um, but then also like black culture really came more into my life because of my brother, because he was really attracted to that because that was newer for him um, as he got acclimated to being in the US um, after being in, after only living in Africa for 14 years. Um, and so he really got into it, black culture and was invested in it. So he'd be putting me on the music, bringing me to barbecues, like the whole vibe. Right. 
Right. I think that's important because you don't want to like if, if someone like if you were adopted by like a white family and you were the only <laughs> mixed race kid, it would be like, Identity you know, how do you, yeah, how do you stay connected to like, you know, you can love your family, but like, you know, that's a part of you, you know, and I don't think because some people kind of just like, oh, like, I'm not black, like I'm white. And it's like, no, you're still black, <laughs> even though yeah. you're adopted by someone that doesn't look like you. So I think that's dope that your your mom and your brother um, made an effort, you know, to, to for you to stay connected. Did um did your mom or your brother take you to the barbershop or did you go with like just your brother or just like your black family members? I my I would try to go with my brother when I was like 13, 14, because you get to that age where you just like don't want your mom driving you around all the time or driving right. crazy. Like, um, but up until that point I would go with my mom and it really didn't I didn't really notice too too much of it. Well, okay, there's a difference because my brother's younger and it's like a different vibe. But um my mom would still socialize and be talking to the barbers. And I honestly not wouldn't always go to a black barber. Like my favorite barber that I go to is Dominican. Oh, okay. Okay. That's that's kind of cool. I've never been to like a non-black barber, so that's that's interesting. That's interesting. Did he have was I, it weird I, at I, all? Or you just like, okay. I walked in, I was like, I'm okay. He's like, that's all. I was like, hey, what's up? <laughs> okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, did anyone ever make you feel that you weren't black enough? Whatever that means. Yeah, for sure. I think that especially in high school and when kids are really yeah, I mean, you're learning a lot about yourselves and history and culture and society, all these kinds of things, and get onto topics of race. And I think that kids, whether jokingly or otherwise, often associate a lot of different characteristics with being black or being white. And so I definitely noticed and uh, felt or was made aware of like my either my, my being mixed or my skin color, things of that nature. Um, but I don't know. I think that those are important things to go through because it makes you reflect on what aspects of your race, your heritage are important to you and how you want those to be reflected um, in the actions that you do every day. Right, because I think that if like, if white people or white kids are telling you, oh, like you're black, so like I expect you to act like this, you might end up acting a certain way or if black people are like, oh, like you're too white, you might end up acting stereotypically, you know? So I feel like- Just to fit in, ugly, yeah. You know, and then it's like, oh, yeah. like, who am I? How should I act? You know, what's, you know, who, what do I like to do? What kind of music do I listen to? Do I want to listen to and not just what everyone listens to? So I think that's, that's important. But um, I just think that whole concept of being black enough is very like, it's very toxic and very stereotypical mm -hmm. because growing up, like I'm 100% black, um, as far as I know. Um, and I feel like for me growing up, I grew up in the suburbs my whole life. So I kind of speak a certain way and I kind of have a way about going about things. But, and I remember other black kids would be like, oh, like you're, you want to be white or like, or like white kids saying, oh, you're the good black uh, kid. You know, you're not like the others. And I'm just like, why am I getting it? Yep. From, you know? And I'm sure you could definitely relate to that being that you're kind of like, you like you're kind of caught in between where like it shouldn't be like stuck you should like embrace both which i'm glad that you do um yeah it's definitely 
two black for the white kids, two white for the black kids. It's like, and all we right, gotta well. We're going to stop because I feel like that's what, that's what colonization, that was one of the main purposes to divide us, you know? And like, yeah. they don't want us to talk to each other, be friends, like, you know? It's like, that was their my goal. biggest thing that, and in, in one of the things that I look at and think about is just like, on a fundamental level, if there's a white cop walking down, you, me, and everybody else that's not white gonna get a little bit nervous. Gonna have a double check, yeah, have a natural yeah. instinct. And if you have that, don't be divisive. Don't be separatist. Like it's all, if, if we all, can, if we could all go through that same shared experience of having to have the talk or, or of being discriminated against because of the fact that you're not the, the overarching homogenous white. If you've gone through that, then you should know that we all, like, it all doesn't matter. Right. We're all in the same you boat, know? essentially. Like, not all black people are dark skinned. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, you know, in the middle, there's tan, there's light, like, and, but at the end of the day, like, if we get pulled over, they're stopping me and Artie. Like, it's not, oh, he's, his mom is white, so he, he's good today. Like, no, like, there's a if lot. she's of, driving and I'm, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but like, otherwise. You know, you know, and even then, it might be like that scene in Get Out where they tell him to get out and not her, <laughs> you know? So I just, we, we got to stop that because then I think sometimes, sometimes a lot of mixed race Black people or light-skinned Black people, they feel like, oh, like, dark skin people don't like us or accept us so i'm just gonna not be friends with them or not talk and it's like no like that's what the oppressor wanted we're all the same we have a you know you have a privilege because you're a little lighter but you're still black and you're still gonna go through the same things that i do it's just gonna be it might be a little better for you but yeah. you know it's, it's the same it's also interesting because it's like we we have these where it's like these notions of you're like if you're being discriminated against period doesn't matter doesn't matter if you know people are you're asian and people expect you to be good at math and then you're not good and people make fun of you like or if it's because you're the one hispanic who can't speak spanish yes. or like yes like, it, it doesn't if it doesn't matter like you right you are who you are right and it's like you don't it doesn't make you like like we said before it doesn't make you any less you know, it doesn't oh, mean growing up in a white area, me not knowing every single lyric to Meek Mill song, like it's okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's all good. So yeah, we gotta we gotta change that mind, especially in our community. Cause it's one thing for yeah. other people to do it, but it's like I remember you said like another black kid, you know, said something to you and it's like, you're supposed to be on my team. <laughs> like you're not supposed yeah, to be like, you know? So that's like a whole thing that we gotta, you know, talk about in our community. Did you, did you ever feel pressure to date black women from your from your black side of the family, or just black people in general, or pressure to date white women from your white side of the family, or white people in general? Um, I definitely felt like I naturally always, I mean, like like white girls, um, but I definitely felt pressure from like friends of mine, like in high school and stuff, uh, just right. like oh, you don't like the sisters? Like, what's going on? And it, for me, it was just like, I I just hadn't met, like, the right one for me yet. But 
Right. We'll and I think no, it's gotta be open to it. Right. And I think some people who like who take cancel culture too far, um, and you were famous and you said that, it's like, oh, uh Artie, a uh, singer, Artie Mabaka does not like black women, uh, he's canceled. And it's yeah. like, no, you have a preference. If you said that you only date um white women or you're not attracted to any black women or anybody else then that's a problem because the wording you know but yeah. if you have a preference i don't see anything wrong with that you know yeah. you said i haven't found my sister yet so there's a possibility and that means you're open to dating a black woman i don't know why people pick apart or like they'll hear the only the last part of what you what you said and i just mm -hmm. feel like we can't do that it's, especially like us, we can't do that to each other. Cause then we'll never be free. <laughs> like it'll never, it's always gonna be an argument. Yeah, facts. It's too, it's that. very dividing for like the whole community. Like, Right, cause then it's like, then you're gonna be like, damn, like my people don't like me. Okay, peace out. But it's like, nah, <laughs> we, we shouldn't be doing that. So yeah, I'm glad that, I'm glad that you, you were honest about that. Cause that's not, that's not something you should, you or anybody that has a preference should be ashamed of. So are you um a little bit of a weird question, but are you proud of being mixed? Oh yeah, for sure. I think it's um like there have been a bunch of different instances where I've brought like my white friend that I play tennis with and my like Hispanic friend and that I used to wrestle with and like my uh, black friends that I went to elementary school with and bring them all together and we all hang out and it's nice. all good and it's like it's very nice to see like no matter what it's kind of like a melting pot of like when you hang when hanging out with people because it's just like all sorts of diverse backgrounds and I feel like because I'm mixed it's kind of like you get a little bit of acceptance from everybody and sometimes it's not always acceptance sometimes it's denial and that's things you got to overcome and work through um but when it is acceptance it's great because it's just like most oftentimes like if I walk up to someone who's Hispanic, they will assume I'm Hispanic just because like this oh, is really? close okay. enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I guess I go to a Dominican barber too. <laughs> but they start um, it's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just bringing people together. Yeah. I think being mixed definitely is something I'm proud of because I feel like it just um, augments my ability to do that. Right. Yeah. I think that's dope. I think um, I try to do that too. Like I try to diversify my friend group and, um, you know, have people from different cultures, races, religions, you know, be in my circle. But sometimes I think that if your group is like filled with people that are non-Black, sometimes you can run into problems where it's like you're speaking about an experience and they don't get why you're- No one can relate to. Right. Or they don't get the joke or they don't get the movie or the, you know, and I feel like that's when it's like, oh, like, now I need to speak with my black friends about this. Um, so it's like, you know, it's a, it's a balance between like have diverse friends, but make sure that you have people that you can relate to. So you don't drive yourself crazy, <laughs> you know? And it's like, why do I feel like I'm talking to a brick wall? So yeah, I think that's dope. You know, de definitely have different, different types of friends. Um, did you, I know I did. Did you um, have any notable mixed people that inspired you or made you feel seen? um i mean obama um right that's a good one that's a great one trevor noah trevor noah great book if you haven't read it born a crime um right. i actually haven't given that much thought though those are like the first two that come to mind but yeah 
great. And I think Trevor Noah, it's interesting because he's um he's black and white and he's from South Africa and they went through apartheid. Apartheid, yeah. And that's a whole like I feel like that's just as bad maybe as what we went through as black Americans here in this country. And honestly, sometimes I'm like in reading his book, it was worse. Like it was illegal for his existence. To, illegal like, to exist. exist. Like that's a illegal. different type of yeah. Like that's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's different because I remember he spoke about um for those who don't know Trevor Noah he's a comedian and the, a host of the Daily Show. He spoke about how he wasn't even allowed to walk on the same sidewalk as his black mom or his white dad. So it's just crazy how like you know it's it's it was so extreme over there and here. You know if yeah. you were you know born from uh. If you were a kid and you were born from a black enslaved woman, you would be a slave and then your dad owns you. Like that's kind of weird. And then if you're born from a white woman and a black enslaved man, you're kind of outcasted, you know? So it's like, it's very, the, the history is very, I don't want to say controversial, but it's very like sensitive and it, it's, um, it's harm. It, it, there's a lot of harm that was done. And I think that some people are like, oh, I don't care what he said. I don't care. I don't care about Artie, like, or his experience. I'm black and like, I'm the real black and I went through it. But it's like, no, these people are black too. And their experience, their black experience is just as valid as someone who isn't mixed. You know, like, it's not just, it's not like, um, it's not like a good problem to have. No, it's a bad, like, <laughs> this is bad, you know? Yeah. Um, but you just gotta, like you said, like, be proud of who you are, be proud of where you come from and not let ignorant, stupid people, whether it's in your community or outside of your community, let you feel that you're less than or that you're crying over something that's, you know, not that serious, because it is, you know, and the, the interracial marriage was legalized in 1967. Like, that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> so it's 2021, right? That means yeah. that was like, interracial like marriage was legalized less than 55 years ago. That's crazy. That's not a long time ago. Not even a century. Um, where, did your mom or did your brother give you, you know, the talk that, you know, a lot of people yeah. give to black children? My, yeah, it's funny because like my mom was white and she really emphasized the fact to me. She's like, already I know that like, this isn't, this is not gonna sound good, but it's the truth and you're gonna have to swallow it like a pill, but you are going to be treated differently in these scenarios because of your skin color. And that is not something you can change. Even if you go to school with other kids who are white and you're really good friends with them and you hang out in their house, you're like a like a, another son to them, it doesn't change anything when it comes to the police and how you need to ensure your own safety by being smart. Um, and like it was a it was a very heavy talk, obviously. Right. Um, but that was one of the, uh, the other things she emphasized is that like you're gonna have friends who don't have these conversations with their parents. This conversation is a two minute one and not an hour long one because you know all they have to do is you know just license and registration. Don't need to worry about anything. You can't move your hands like that. Like you need <laughs> no, like all mm -hmm. sorts of different things. Yeah. And I think um yeah I think that's important. I remember when I I remember when my parents gave me the talk. I was like. I was so confused because I was very young. And at that point, um, it was like before Trayvon Martin and you know, before certain stuff. 
And I was like, oh, but the police are my friends. They're like, I wave to them. They're like, you know, wave to them. They they hand out candy on Halloween, you know. And I felt like when they when they told me that I was very like confused and kind of like, oh, that's not true. And I didn't believe it. And then, you know, I remember 2014, sixth grade. Um, yeah, sixth grade, um, I was just like, wait, but he was walking home and all he had was Skittles and he was wearing a hoodie and he wasn't a criminal. So why is he, why did he shot, uh, get killed like that? He was killed by a Hispanic man, but I'm half Hispanic. Does that mean that my family doesn't, half my family doesn't like me? So it was just very like, it really opened my yeah. mind. Wow, like people are racist and like yeah. some police don't care about you and they're not there to protect and serve people that look like us. So it was just very, it was very mind blowing. And I should have believed my parents when they told me, but you know, kids like they don't listen or they don't, some kids oh, yeah. don't realize that they're black until, until like somebody like points it out to them or like someone makes them feel different. So I think that, um, you know, the talk that we're talking about, it's not the birds and the bees. <laughs> it's a talk that a lot yeah. of black parents, you know, give to their children. Cause they gotta, they gotta be prepared. You know, like you said about moving your hands too fast or arguing, you know, a lot Being of argumentative, like yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Like right. I'm 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 getting I'm going to my glove box, I'm I'm taking out the license. Like, you know? like yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's, it's serious, it's life or death. So I remember that, after that, that conversation, I had that conversation in like maybe sixth grade. Sixth oh, sixth okay. Grade. Um and after that, I would stand up for it, but I did no longer gave the Pledge of Allegiance. I was like, I don't. Oh, wow. Okay. Because like the amount of like, because after my, like I had that conversation with my mom, I was like, there's clearly injustice in this country. Wow. And At 12, it, you were like, nah, I'm good. Like, because like, you think about like, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. It's the last pro it's the last like couple lines that bother me. Indivisible with liberty and liberty justice and for justice all. all. And it's just like that's true. I can't pledge allegiance to a country like that because it doesn't exist. Right. And not gonna lie, <laughs> when I was in school, I was kind of I was kind of nervous. Like when I was younger, like middle school, I was kind of nervous to like not stand. Um, but I remember when, like, I think Trump was either running or he was already in office. I was like, I'm not, I'll pray. Cause I went to Catholic school, but I'm not going to pledge. Cause there's literally like you literally uh, a football, a football player got fired for standing up for his people. And now the NFL wants to give back to charity and have mm -hmm. commercial. they had a whole it's like, thing it's very trying to like, get him back trying to everything because they were like know? oh wait yeah more people care about it now so you know what turns out you were right like like give him his job back like give this man reparations give all of us reparations you know? <laughs> <laughs> give me my yeah, check. give me my <laughs> give me my stimulus and give me my reparations check because it's just you know it's not and i i feel like we shouldn't have to if we don't want to. I shouldn't have to feel scared to sit down. You know, I should be able to sit down and not get kicked out of school, whether it's public or yeah. private. You know, because private schools have their own rules and stuff. But nah, if I don't want to, then I shouldn't have to. You know, especially with everything that's going on, like 
no it's 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 a liberty and justice for me <laughs> you know <laughs> you did you have to check any of your white friends or family members on a joke or comment they made about you or black people in general never a fan never a family member well okay yes like my little cousins because all of my younger cousins are white so that's always interesting oh, to me wow. because it's I'm the oldest cousin and my brother was like 11 years older than I am. So that age gap made them just not as relatable. Like they didn't relate to them easily. Um, but I was always, I'm six years older than the oldest one. Um, okay. And then the rest of them are all just like little. So they all look like followed me around like <laughs> freaking duckling. Okay. But um, I every now and then they would make a comment because it's like they're kids and they're gonna notice the fact that I am their one cousin that doesn't look like the rest of them and so every now and then they make comments and all that kind of stuff I can see the parents like raise my eyebrow out of the corner of my eyes um because <laughs> it was like uh, uh, okay but you never took like offense to um, it but like... I never took offense to it or anything because one I mean the majority of them are under the age of 10 so it's just like your kids like okay. And, but the other thing was because I was like, this is an opportunity for me to kind of like partition out a, like a little bit of clarity for them for future reference and like situations and people wrong. and exactly. And, and not even that sometimes that it was wrong, but it's like, look, you can, you can phrase this in a way that isn't going, that won't be offen offensive to people or won't, you know, cause the dialogue to become confrontational and it's hard to you know put that into like simple words for a kid <laughs> for but a like kids. yeah <laughs> uh, but you can try to help them figure out that boundary a little bit better and make it a little bit clearer for them and i think that's important because they're not going to get it at home <laughs> oh, <laughs> because no okay. one no one no one no one of color is at home because i'm like right. the yeah the person of color at least on my mom's side of the family. Well, and my brother and my stepdad. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, that's yeah. that's real. I remember um like I'm half Puerto Rican and a lot of my younger a lot of my cousins are younger and a lot of them are not like like Afro-Latino. They're kind of like on the lighter side. Um and I remember like going to my like Titi's house and like I met like the younger cousins met me for the first time when I like, I was like mad young too. I remember one cousin was like, wow, like not even like saying hello, but just like, wow, you're really dark brown. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, and you're light brown, but we're still family. He was like, like he was just shocked for like a good like 20 minutes. And I was just like, wow, like it's just so crazy that like some kids like don't care, but other kids are very like, like we're like we're different. Like they 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 know the difference. And yeah. I, I don't know if that's like good or bad if for a young person to like, I feel like that shouldn't be the first thing out of his mouth, you know? Okay, but at the same time, like my, I remember my five-year-old cousin, um, Joey, who's just like, dad's a construction worker, mom's a waitress, very blue collar family, like, right? So <laughs> is that what you will? Right. Right. Like, and they're my family, I love them, but we go to the beach for the first time and I'm like holding his hand, like we're walking across the sand and he looks up at me, he's like, cousin Artie, did you spend too much time in the sun? 
And wow. I was like, oh, wow. bro, you can't be saying that to people. And he was wow. like, why? And I was like, because it's offensive. And he's like, why? And I was like, because I was born with this skin color. He's like, oh. And he's like, so that's like that for everyone. And I was like, yeah, you're born with the skin color that you that that you, that you have. Um, it doesn't. Sometimes it can it can change because of the sun, but it doesn't change. Like it doesn't change completely. It's just like <laughs> right. it changes the shade a little bit. Instead of being blue, it's light blue. Like right. and he was like, oh, he's like, so your mom's and, and like and you can literally see his five year old brain putting it together. Like, like one plus one equals two. He's like, <laughs> oh, so like your dad's like black and your mom's white, and so you're like your dad you're like and i was oh. like yeah that's how that works and he was like ha. and you get and then he like he goes and builds a sandcastle and it's just like you're five and that was that easy for you should be that easy for like, everybody do you feel like they should be aware of that oh, complexity totally i think okay. it's something that like because for them it's like you're gonna go to school and especially in this day and age when we're getting to be more PC culture and and having politically correct ways to say things and trying to be respectful of everyone's you know heritage and ethnicity um, and and gender and, and everything and so like you really need to watch sometimes what you say because the language that some people use in their homes not language that you're gonna want to hear uh, in schools and things like that right. and so I feel like even that aside like it's just so easy for you know he could ask that same question at school and then have some kid go to the teacher and be like he just made me really upset like right i'd rather he like like say know, the dumb thing no not to you the, and then to you me, yeah okay all righty yeah i think okay because it's like that way you can there you have more of a chance to learn right than you would in a, in a, a regular speech. social setting yeah because exactly. you're not gonna cancel or suspend your. Like it's, it's my cousin. Like, I, you know, I still right. love you. Now, the I have a 14 year old cousin. He could be a little out of pocket sometimes, and I'm like, all right, you like, check yourself. Mm. But that's different because she's 14, and so it's like you have to. Okay. Like I, I see. I, what you mean. Yeah. That makes sense. Did you ever try really hard to fit in with black people or to fit in with white people? It's funny because I never, because my mom was white, I always like, I would like, well, obviously I would, I would like wear my heart on my sleeve, that expression, but I always felt like I had this like little badge of acceptance. It's like, hey, by the way, I got the, like, I got the check. Like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. My mom's like, don't worry. We cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. And so I really only ever felt, I felt more pressure, honestly to to fit in with with black kids because i had that more of an absence of black culture um in my life because the only my only outlet for it was my brother and once he moved out like then it's like before i was done with uh, middle school it was that much harder for him to be that outlet for me um but then friends became that outlet slowly over time and 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 it worked out somewhat well um right. i feel like i got a decent balance of it but still it's yeah it's tough do you feel like sports help with that? Like basketball um, and like- I was, ter I'm, I'm still terrible at basketball. I can't ball like to save my life. But <laughs> um, wrestling, 
totally helped with that. Um, okay. Because it was just like, yeah, it just gave me more confidence. Um, and it's definitely a sport where like you had a lot of people of color and like just diverse people overall. Um, in a 2019 Rap Radar interview with Canadian rapper Drake, he was asked about the line in his song, Diplomatic Community, where he says, Black excellence, but I guess when it comes to me, it's not the same though, all goody. Drake told the interview that he sometimes feels excluded from Black culture. I felt the other side of judgment, racial judgment sometimes, being light-skinned, being Canadian, being Canadian, having people I look up to and respect tell me I can't identify with what's going on, Drake said, and then he explained the... Sometimes some of my blackest friends can be just as cruel on the other end by making you feel excluded or making you feel like you can't get in on this. I don't feel like people say when Drake is the artist of the decade, wow, a black artist is the artist of the decade. And don't think anyone, I don't, and don't think anybody says this and I associate myself as a black man. So do you understand where he's coming from? Have you ever felt that way? I totally understand where he's coming from. But see, I struggle with Jake. And the reason I struggle with Jake <laughs> is because okay. Drake was on Degrassi. Like, we cannot forget. So, like, <laughs> it's tough because there's this there's this aspect of being Black that that's, like, you, that, that inherently involves, like, you've been through the struggle or you know what the struggle is. You're familiar. Okay. And uh, I feel like Drake gets... Uh, like Jay gets a lot of chatter because he is not only extremely successful to a point where it's almost overwhelming the music industry. Right. Like, um, like hits. Like he's also he is also very 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 light skinned and so I feel like because of that, and you know his hair is shorter, yet like that kind of thing. He has the waves. He's like he, a, he has a different mix experience than yours. Exactly, you like yeah. for sure, and so it's hard to even speak on it. But I will say, like, I can understand why he gets, like, why he gets hate for it because he's he's dominating the game. Like, okay, what push comes to shove, like he's just putting out music at a like that's doing so well. It's like drowning out. It would spend like years in the top ten, and it's just like okay, right. You get to that point, it's like now I don't like you because you're making it hard for me to do well. <laughs> like, yeah, so oh, then, so you like, think it's just like haters. Like, yeah. Okay. Because um, I kind of, I felt bad. I was like, damn, like, you don't feel, you don't feel like Black excellence. And it's like, that came from, like, I feel like somebody must have told him that. Like, oh, like, you, like, chill, bro. Like, you're not, <laughs> you're not Jay-Z. You're not, yeah. you know. And it's like, exactly. no, just because he's, you know, just because he's on the lighter side doesn't mean that he can't be Black excellence. Look at, you know, Thurgood Marshall. Like, he was very light. <laughs> Katherine Johnson, the, you know, the former um, mathematician. She she looked like, like Obama. Obama, Obama light. Obama, like, he's, you know, he's so light. I feel like, you know, it's, it's tricky. But at the same time, what you said was very valid. His experience was different because he didn't really start from the bottom, really. Like, you were kind of a child. Even if he, and even if he did, like it's been so long and I feel like often that's one of the things that black people unfortunately historically can just relate to like it's like mm. you've seen some shit me too like mm, okay I see what you're saying I see what you're saying so it's it's, it's tough he I think he needs to 
instead of him just speaking to an interviewer, I think he needs to like sit down with like a group of black men or sit down like how we're doing and speak about how he feels. And then like, you know, his, 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 uh, the black men speak about how they, cause I think, you know, there needs to be some type of discourse, you know, cause I, I'm, but I appreciate him opening up cause that's not easy to do. I'm sure that, you know, speaking, he has so many followers. So like any, anything he says is so like taken apart. So it's a meme to, yeah. But like, then you have, you know, like, what was it? You have guys playing Drake. Now that's like, that's, mm-hmm. that's black Jesus right there. Like literally like just. Oh, like it's like saying that he's the, like, like the goat. Not even like, yeah, honestly, insane that he's the goat. Cause he's just like, I mean, he's pouring out love and his resources to a damaged community. And it's like, yeah, they just had a recent event. And it's like, why couldn't you be doing that before in a lot of other places? And maybe he was, and I don't know, but mm-hmm. like, it when he when he made that God's plan video, it's just like that was very for the community, like black culture, and that's where and that's where I've gotten to a point where I was like, all right, you, you are. Right. Like, oh, okay, you think that but, you you think that saved him? Like his that was one of the bigger things to me because it was like I've only known him for as long as I've been alive. So like, I, to me, that was like that's a solid like. Right, because he has gotten backlash for not being super vocal on social media about, you know, Black Lives Matter, police brutality. Yeah. And it goes to the bigger question, like, should you post, like, hey, I'm at the protest, hey, I'm doing this, hey, I'm doing, like, should you do that? Or is it just, like, is it okay to be low-key sometimes, you know? It's okay to be low-key so long as there's some form of support, active thought, that kind of thing, because I get it, he's Drake. He can't be saying, like, oh, I'm at the protest from this, that. Because right. he, he's Drake. Right. But it doesn't mean that he can't use his platform in, like as a manner in which to spread that motivation, that positive energy um, that, that is supportive of the Black Lives Matter movement and, right. and all sorts of other important organizations too. Right. Because, you know, since he is Black and he partakes in Black culture, you need to give back. <laughs> you know, you have yeah. a lot of money. And you have a huge platform, like whatever you say, people like retweet and like and believe. So, you know, if you're going to put out music and you're going to, you know, show your love for basketball and certain things, show your love for <laughs> Black Lives Matter as well. Um, going back in time a little bit, uh, singer-songwriter Mariah Carey and her mother, Pat, sat down with Oprah on the Oprah Winfrey Show back in 1999 to discuss her struggle being biracial and the discrimination her and her family faced. Pat, Mariah's mom, explained how her family disowned her and someone threw a brick, someone threw a brick through her window when they sat down to eat dinner once. Her mom is white and um, her dad is black from Venezuela. He's like Afro-Latino. Fast forward to a 2020 Apple TV, Apple TV Plus interview with Mariah and Oprah again. Mariah opened up about how she was jumped at a slumber party when she was young and was called the N-word by a bunch of white girls. Mariah told Oprah that she's tired of explaining to people that she's Black and she doesn't really feel the need to speak about those tragic experiences to prove that she is Black. So do you feel like mixed people should constantly defend their background and identity, especially if they're ambiguous looking like Mariah or just leave it alone? I think it's tough because you try to explain your background and your identity and that makes you more vulnerable. That means people have more to attack, mm-hmm. more to more to get at. And so right, that's, like that didn't that's happen. You're tough. lying. Yeah. 
Um, but then it comes to a point of just like self-defense and standing up for yourself. And it's like, if you have a person with whom you have a friendship, relationship, whatever, that is, you know, presenting so, so much of that negative, that negative energy and thoughts. I mean, they're not having anything. There's nothing to be gained. Right. Cut the cord. Like, yeah. 50 Cent, I think, said, um, what did he say? He said in a video that his grandfather told him if you can't learn something from a conversation from someone, they have nothing to offer you. Wow. Wow. I like that. And I was like, ooh, yeah, that's that's what's up right there. Yeah, because I think. Yeah, like you don't, you know, she is very, you know, light skin and she hasn't, you know, she hasn't made a brown girl, a brown skin girl video like Beyonce. She hasn't really done that. But at the same time, it's like you you don't have to, you don't have to, con- like we said, you know, off camera, we, you don't have to constantly have a picture of your parents and be like, look, I'm black. <laughs> like, look where I come from. You know, like it's, it's okay. Like if, if you know that, like my mom told me like, Cause growing up, like I'm being that I'm Puerto Rican and I don't look Puerto Rican, uh, whatever that means. Um, I would always constantly like, you know, like I'm Puerto Rican. And then it's like, I would show my mom and then people are like, oh, but she's too dark. And it's like, so my mom has to look like JLo to be Puerto Rican. Like, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. But at one point, like I used to get so, I used to get really upset. Cause it's like, I already don't look stereotypically Puerto Rican but I love my culture and I love like waving the Puerto Rican flag on Puerto, on the Puerto Rican parade. So it's like, why are these people not accepting me? And my mom was just like, you know what? Like let people think and do whatever, you know? It's like, at the end of the day, you know what you are. You're proud of that and that's it, you know? I think The Rock was like, I'm black, I'm Samoan, that's it. <laughs> and I was like, that's dope, you know? Just leave it at that. If you know what you are and you're proud of where you come from, outside people haters even some you know ignorant cousins or whatever just let them you know do they don't they're not offering um to your life like you said so just cut them off or just don't speak to them sometimes i feel bad because people are like oh i'm afraid of losing people like you know things like that like oh i'm like you know like you don't need those people though (laughs) jay-z said it best a loss ain't a loss it's a lesson appreciate the pain it's a blessing that's so, facts. That's that's real. That's real. Cause there's a lot of people that I look back on. It's like, yeah, I didn't really need them anyway. <laughs> hey, you know? like, I'm not missing out on much. I don't, right. I don't feel any regret. So right. You know how you try so hard to fit in, whether it's like middle school or high school. Like looking back, I remember like I, I wanted to sit at that table. I wanted to go to that party. I wanted to talk to that girl. I wanted to wear those sneakers. And it's like at the end of the day, it's like. Like I got to sit at that table and it's like, I don't, like it didn't, I, I, my grades didn't go up. Uh, my, my wave didn't come, like <laughs> my intelligence didn't come from that, you know? So it's like, just be, it's important to be around like-minded people, but people that support you, believe in you and, you know, let you talk about things like that. Like I'm, I'm appreciative that I can talk to you and you're someone that can speak directly from this experience and like, you know, you, you've taken that and you didn't let it like you didn't let you like uh take you down like you still like you know i'm mixed and and what's good (laughs) you know like you didn't make it let it make you sad so i think that's important 
Um, thank you, RD, once again for joining me on this discussion. I really appreciate it. I think people need to understand that, you know, while it is cool to have more than one race or culture or ethnicity, it can be very hard for some people. We need to give people the space and compassion to vent and speak about their experience because it could really help someone else. You can follow RD on Instagram at AJ underscore Mabaka. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thank you.